0: This is the Free Idea Podcast. Something that has been in my mind lately is the recession. How prices are going up at the grocery store and everywhere else. A lot of people say that the year 23 is going to be bad. And that's what I'm looking at in YouTube. But also a lot of people thought 22 was going to be good. And it wasn't good. (laughs) And... By that, I'm talking a lot of government, uh, those papers with the catchy titles that say that the recession is not here. Or that we are not in one. And we (laughs) are going downhill. So now when people say that the 23 is going to be bad, I feel like, actually, it's going to be good. The opposite of whatever people say is what happens. Regardless, I've been looking a lot of these YouTube videos about preppers where they tell you to prepare for a food shortage and whether that's true or not, it's a good idea to actually pile up on food. They would recommend canned food, uh, dry food like smashed potatoes and uh, uh powdered eggs, which is like, what? I just learned about that. You add some water and you have eggs. That's because eggs right now are very expensive, but dry food is a good idea. Anything that lasts very long. Great. I mean, why not? Even if things are going good, everybody should have a box of that pastas, uh, powder stuff, powder milk, uh, chips, <laughs> whatever you want. Some, I think chocolate, dark chocolate lasts long. And I've also been watching Mr. Rich Rogan from the Joe Experience, and he still has not talked about the recession. Um, poof. How can he not or his guests? I am super lost. But I think it's actually because he's rich. And somebody who I was watching on YouTube said that the rich people don't feel recession because they just don't look at their bills anymore, especially when it comes to groceries. They probably don't even cook. They just go to restaurants. So the only time when rich people are going to feel the recession is if it starts costing them on goods such as wine and cigars because these are ex- expensive commodities the rich enjoy and so until that happens they will see but even for rich rich people they just don't look at the bills <laughs> they just make more money that's their solution things are going up in price no problem just make more money now something that uh, Andrew Tate said that I know. He says a million things that are wrong and then one is great. And one of those great things he said is that when he became rich, he realized there was a lot of money in the world. Everything he wanted to buy was sold out. Ferraris or watches or whatever. There was a waiting list. Now I don't know because maybe this waiting list is artificial. Like they just make them slow where they have them, but they have a rule to sell one every month. Artificial. A shortage. Regardless. His point was that there is money in the world. And when he was poor, he had to count his money all the time. But when he was rich, he had no need to count money. That's an interesting idea. And I honestly feel it. Even if I am average, I see a lot of people around me having a lot of money. Everybody's getting new cars. Uh, Just like in my apartment, just looking at the parking lot. Everybody has new cars, very shiny, very nice. Everybody is purchasing homes in the worst time to purchase a home. I mean, it's like, what in the hell? Where is people getting all this money from? The grocery stores are emptying. People are purchasing regardless of the price. (laughs) You know, it's like people still have money. No matter how bad things are there's people out there who will have more and it does anger me because i'm like trying my hardest reading a thousand of millionaire books like how to make money looking at youtube videos how to make money audiobooks listening 24 7 how to make money the secrets of money blah 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 everything about it and i've done that for years and i have not Gotting any close to what these books promise. I do have increased my savings account. But that's like a no-brainer. It's like something you have to do regardless if you're good or bad with money. You have to have a safety net. So I don't count that as making money. I do make good decisions. But it's like... It's not what the books promise or those people. They promise wealth beyond imagination. I have below average wealth. <laughs> For the, for the qualifications that I have, I'd say is way below average. Um, so I'm just stopping altogether, stopping and looking at millionaire books and any type of information tells me how to make money. I'm just stopping. I'm quitting that stuff. It's all fake. They do give you good ideas and they do help you out a lot, but... There is something that is definitely missing because if I haven't made it and I've tried all of their advice, then there's something they're not telling me. And I suspect that is luck, connections, I don't know, mostly luck. But there is something, there really is something that is missing because I've tried it all. In fact, I've seen that a lot of people that want to make money or like no, uh, some of the people that get to make it big don't really do it for the money. The money comes as a consequence, but those are the outliers. There's a lot of people that do the same and the money never comes to them. So that's the thing. That's the statistics part of it, that those who succeed spread their message. But there's a thousand who did not succeed following the same advice. And they were not able to spread their message. It's a bias. That's where the fakery goes. So stopping all that, I'm going to focus on other things. I'm giving up in the right race. It's enough. I'm just going to focus something else in my life. I'm looking for it. I'm letting it come to me. And we'll see. Now, I'm also uh, working a job as a pest control technician, pretty fun, I like it, but it doesn't pay, well, it pays the bills, but barely. (laughs) It has these little things that there's no need to say, a little bad and a lot of good, but for the trajectory that I'm pushing on my life, becoming an adult with responsibilities, with perhaps a future family... With the marriage, with all that stuff going on, I need a job that gives me more money. Let's face it, we all need this delicious green paper. It just graces life and makes it smoother. And we need it. He buys time. And with that time, I can go with family and friends and spend the time that I need. And he buys health. Anybody who tells you money doesn't buy happiness is somebody who doesn't know where to spend it. That's it. It does buy happiness. So I'm trying to look for a job in this recession time. And what I've found is that I've applied and I can't. I I received those rejection letters, which thank you. Because back in the day, you would not even receive rejection letters. You would be completely ghosted. Nobody would tell you anything. <laughs> you would just receive absolutely nothing. So thank you. At least I know I didn't make it. I've I've uh, made multiple resumes. I've purchased programs to improve my resume. I've had help from those around me to better my resume. And by that I mean surely. Just help me and the resume is mm, perfect and still nothing. Now, I do apply online a lot. I've tried doing it in person as well. Uh, no luck either. Um, multiple resumes. I'm, I'm not giving up. The fact is ever since I started my job, um, I've been applying. I've never stopped, really. Even if it's like one job per month, like on a slow, uh, slow time frame, I have not stopped. I've always applied. And the problem is the only jobs that I do get an interview, which I have been, s- I could count them with my fingers, about two. <clears throat> they offer the same amount of money that I already earn for more work. So definitely I'm not going to take it. So, hey, it's tough time, but I ain't giving it up. And I am blaming um, strength. Just not giving up, that's all. Like Something's got a hook, right? I just got to keep on trying. I've been trying for a year. I'll keep on trying. That's what life is all about. Whether Even if I don't make it, ever. If I die in this job, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's my only hope, just to keep trying. I got an update on my challenge for January. On on January, I stopped eating sugar and playing video games. For sugar, I stopped basically anything that has added sugar. Of course, it's impossible to avoid sugar. Everything has at least one gram. Even bread has sugar in the US. But I eat things that um you know if he has sugar then he has it normally not added like peanuts even peanuts have like two grams of sugar Uh, like if you get a a huge box of it uh, it tells you the portion has pastas like even those people that do keto diets would tell you that bread becomes sugar once it's whatever in the body digested on pastas Anything at the scientific level becomes sugar. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I ain't doing that. No, not doing that keto stuff where you have to grab a microscope to tell if you have sugar in your body. <laughs> Please, no. Just um, taking out everything that has added. For example, I still eat bread and pastas and anything else normal, but I avoid candy, chocolates, cakes, pies. Um, surprisingly, I try to challenge myself with fruit, also takeaway fruit. But of course, I can eat vegetables. Um, I can eat things like protein, protein powders, have a little bit of added um, sweetener that it's apparently not sugar. So, okay, I'll take that if things get bad. Uh, And it's great, actually. But it's, It's good. The first three days, it was painful. I started getting some of the symptoms of no sugar, uh, body aches, um, uh, irritation, just my mind, everything. I had a lot less patient. But eventually I I went out of that. After, let's say, two weeks, everything has gotten super easy. In exchange, I got a lot of energy. I sleep, I wake up like I actually slept which is a surprise because I tried so many things like putting stickers on my nose to open up my nose holes, nostrils. (laughs) I tried those nasal sprays, which have, of course, worked. Everything has worked. But the one that made me feel like I'm sleeping even better, the quality of my sleep after waking up, is quitting sugar, which is something I did not expect. It's impressive, and I definitely recommend it. Now, because I wake up earlier with more energy, it somehow gives me more time, because I'm not that's time not lost, feeling sleepy. I also go a lot more often to the gym, simply because I have an excuse to feel tired or to not have the time. It's still boring, extremely, the gym is not for me. <laughs> I would love to do a sport instead, something fun, that is exercise, but I don't have that, so gym will do. Not, I'm not the best at it, but hey, uh, once a week at least. <laughs> but that's the update on the no sugar, And the video games part, I also got just the same time of irritation and complete boredom. But in that boredom, I found things to entertain myself. Like I started organizing my area here where I had the computer. I started moving furniture around, cleaning the house more, just organizing everything around the house, which means cleaning or putting in just moving stuff from one place to another where it looks better. And that's how I've kept myself busy. I've also listened to more podcasts and watched a lot of movies. I think the way I replaced video games is now movies. I started using a lot of YouTube which I saw as a bad thing because it was taking my attention and my time and giving me trash <clears throat> for my mind. So I switched it up to movies because I barely ever watched them and I gave it a try on Netflix and it was good. It's still a waste of time, but it's not trash. I, I like have fun. I enjoy the stories And I've gotten into these 90s movies or 80s. Any movie that was done way before all the... What do you call it? All the politics. All the politics about... You know. (laughs) I don't even have to mention it. You know. All the politics. Back in those days, there were none. None of it. And it's... Oh, great. It's what made movies great. Because they were not forcing you an idea... They would just be like here be entertained this is an original idea at least back in the day they were original or somewhat now it's like they run out of ideas it's just the same story with these little switches but you already can predict what happens or you can predict how the story goes the bad guy dies some guy oh what is it they kill the child some guy takes revenge The villain is the one who killed the child. The hero wins. Whatever happens, even if the hero dies, it's a happy ending. That's interesting. There's never a sad ending. Unless you go watch those movies from before. Sometimes there are sad endings. They're not... uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's true, actually. (laughs) Both time frames have sad and good endings. Regardless, those movies back then inspired a lot of movies now. You know how now we have the 4th, the 5th, the 6th, but back then it was the 1st, the 2nd, and it is great. So I've been watching the first Rocky, I have always heard about it, the tune was catchy, and I just never saw it, but it's always been catchy, so I saw it, it's great, it is cheesy, (laughs) but it's nice. And the acting is a lot slower, a lot less fast cuts in the editing, the fighting. It's slower, it's more like it takes longer so you can enjoy the process. Honestly, I did skip a few seconds here and there because sometimes it was far too slow for my needs right now in 2023. Well, that's one. Rocky, I uh, watched this other movie called Life. It's great. It's about false imprisonment when it was like 1930 or something. When two black men get accused of killing another black man. And it's a white racist cop who actually did the crime. He actually killed a black man, but then blamed it on those two guys. And they give them life. And it's unjust. And the whole time they're in prison for life for a crime they did not commit. And it highlights a lot of issues that exist today. Also existed back then, far more. False imprisonment, racism, blaming, uh, deaths on people that are innocent. Uh, the power the cops have over the others. uh court that is racist and maybe doesn't want to look at the evidence. All those issues it highlights. But it's a comedy too. And it's great. So it makes you not feel extremely sad. <laughs> for what's going on. Because what is happening. It really is horrible. When it happens to real people. But when it's in the movie. They make it palpable. And it's a very enjoyable film. That I've never heard about. Clearly underrated. Um, It's not like. It's not an action movie, so there's no crazy explosions. It's very slow, and it goes through all the stages of their life when they're young, like adults, old, older, to the point where they're like 90 years old. <laughs> and they finally made the escape. Honestly, I feel like the ending was just so you don't feel too sad, but they unfortunately do end up in jail forever. They never get their freedom. Unless you watch the television, which they do get their freedom. But it's like, mwah, at that point, they're 90 years old. <laughs> why? why, <laughs> Poor things. They spend the whole prison. But it's great, man. Those movies. I've also seen The Terminator 2. And boy, that's good. Still holds up. It's great. It is amazing. With the music, the editing, the scenes, the, the fear... Of that machine cup that is always following them. And it's like a liquid. It's just great. A lot of these movies still hold up. And I'm in this quest on, on watching some old movies. Now I've seen some that are new. And they're okay too. Uh, the Foreigner. With Jackie Chan. And then... The... Uh, Rambo. Rambo The Last Blood. And another one, Rambo. It was great. Very slow movies. Which is surprising because back in the day, movies were slow and now they're fast. But these ones were somewhat new. I think 2017. Somewhere around that. And oh boy. First, like more than half the movie is just talking. Or getting into problems and failing. Nothing going their way. Well, least Rambo. And then almost uh, the very end in 20 last minutes, it's all action. The hero is winning. Yeah, that's different. Change of pace. I enjoyed it. The Foreigner was maybe like, yeah, the first third of the movie is blah, blah, blah. The next two is action here. A lot of blah, blah, blah. Action, a lot of blah, blah, blah. Different pace, but it was nice. Changing my video games for movies is definitely nice. And that's something when you want to give up on something like um, a behavior, there's a hole that you have to fill. And you have to choose wisely with what to fill it. Now, when I gave up video games, there was a hole in my chest. And I filled it with YouTube. I would watch video games gameplay on YouTube. I would watch video game movies, trailers, um, commentary, criticism, anything video game related. (laughs) Then I realized that's not really worth it at all because I'm still involved in the video game, whatever. So I decided to change it to Netflix. Let me go ahead and watch some of that because I never do. And that's way better. Way better, I like it. Ooh, 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 ooh. No sugar January. No games January. I like it. I really do. <clears throat> I'm liking this challenging month. Which, I know. As much as I shit on Rogan for talking about no recession. I do gotta give it to him. The credit. Because he does this no oh, something November some exercise challenge, no drugs in November. I mean, I don't take drugs. So I cannot do that challenge. He can but he always does some challenge for a month. And I like the idea and I wanted to give it a try. I think right now he's doing a r- only meat, a carnivore diet January. Well, I'm doing a January of no sugar, no games. And it is, <gasps> y'all should give it a try. Give it a, no something month oh and Shirling is also trying the no sugar for January and she's doing great she is and it's tough <laughs> I warned her but she's a tough lady she's making it look easy it looks like I had a harder time and no sugar than she is <laughs> but sometimes she's like oh I want to have a a cereal and then she's like oh wait cereal has sugar yeah, they are cereals that don't, but they're the boring ones. Those calucks, mm. it's like uh, corn things, flats. Yeah, they're boring, boring cereal. Cereal is more like a sugar bomb. It's just these little treats coated with sugar. <laughs> if you look at them, really, that's what it is. You're eating bread with sugar. That's all cereal is. But not cereal killers. They're not made of sugar. They want the sugar. <laughs> don't confuse them with cougars. Because they're all over that sugar. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, 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 sir. Now, I've been trying to make this podcast a little bit shorter. I don't know if it works. I don't know. I've also been looking at Mr. Beast and what he's been talking about. And I like it when he says, just follow your intuition, do what feels right, and do what makes the video better. And well, honestly, this is not a video. This is a podcast. But I do have an intuition. And the intuition is that as long as I'm having fun talking, you, the listener, should have fun. At least... Because you're enjoying someone enjoying, <laughs> don't think wrong. I do like the in these podcasts. I like them when they're long. I've been trying to improve. Uh, that guy said to improve a little each time. He said that for your first one to a hundred videos, you should get no views. Like don't even think about views. You're nothing. After your 101 video. Then it's like go talk to him. Because then there's something that needs to be improved. Or like now you can start. Getting some traction. And I get it. Because while I'm doing these videos. I don't know what's going on. What's the plan. Nothing. But now in episode 22. I'm better than in episode 1. And I have more of an idea of what I like doing with this podcast than before which is another advice that he gave that if you have absolutely no idea what to do or no experience like he has on making it big then all he can recommend is to fail just fail and you'll learn from the failure then trying to prove something every video and that's something that I've been doing um, way before he said that but when he said that it's like oh great that makes a lot of sense a lot of people say that too uh, fail you just gotta fail um, fail your way forward and improve 1% every day basically the Japanese famous saying it's because in a year you will have improved 365% Kablam! Magic words, magic sensei. I know. In these podcasts, I've improved my audio quality. I've improved my desk, my microphone position. I've improved my craziness. Why well, I don't I don't want to blow your ears <laughs> by screaming? So I learned that if I get far and scream over here, it's better. And if i were to scream right here so it's okay if i want to scream but just get far away that way's better so yeah lots of improvements here lots of them let's see let's see let's see and another news because i like watching news everybody says the housing marketing is going to go down it's going to be bad 23 and every year after this. But I don't really think so. Because let's think about it. Those people who don't want to buy the thing. The house. Will wait until the thing becomes a good price. And when it finally becomes a good price. Then all those who were waiting are going to jump. And buy it. And that's going to make the prices go up. And then those people are going to be waiting just once again till prices go down. And once they go down, they're going to (laughs) jump. You see what I mean? So it's going to go up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, Doug. So I don't really see how they can say that the market is going to go down. I don't know. I'm not a realtor. Or a scientist, whatever. For money. But it makes common sense to me. That when something goes down. People are going to jump to it. And that's going to make it go up in price. So no hopes there. No hopes in houses. You just got to get what you can. Whenever you can. You got to get that FOMO. Fear of missing own. Because honestly. Houses are always going to be. Valued something. And the land it's always going to be there. So might as well jump if you get a chance. Another thing is that if a lot of people fail to make these payments, I get a feeling that they're going to be rewarded. This just comes from logic when I was in school. When a lot of people got horrible grades, the average of the grade just got lowered. Like mm, The passing grade, I mean. The passing grade got lower. If a lot of people did bad, the passing grade would just be lowered. So if you did good and you bust your ass out and you passed, but everybody else did bad, so they lower that um, passing rate. Now, a lot of people pass. So do you because you already had. But it feels like they were rewarded for their lack of focus, lack of work like you did. So I feel like if I do everything that one has to do right, others are still going to be rewarded for doing everything they did wrong. A little bit of a hard concept for me to explain, but I know you with your smart mind eyes understanding this concept. Sometimes you can be the best, but if everybody else around you is the worst, the bar is going to be lowered so that they too can move forward. And at that point... You could have enjoyed a better life if you did not play too hard, just like everybody else back there did. They enjoyed their life more, well, you sacrificed more, but at the end, both of you got the reward. It's an interesting thought that I've had for a while. I wonder how true it is, but I do know it is true. I just don't know if it's sometimes more true than false. But it is an interesting idea. Woo! Idea Podcast! Welcome! This is it. The free Idea Podcast. And as of now... I have nothing else to talk about.